Chill Gill Bill. It's Hotline League episode 70. It's a nice, calm episode. We're going to relax, take you through the evening, and just float you towards finals because there's two Hotline Leagues this week. We got to save some energy for Friday. We'll get to that more in a moment. But first, I'm joined by Mark Zimmerman, my constant co-host. How's it going, Mark? Hello. I'm keeping it chill because this is a chill show, like you just said. Good, good, yes. And you know, you sound so natural as you're. Ch- <laughs> I don't know how you are chill, ninety-five percent of the time, but then whenever I actually need you to to act chill, you just you can't do it. You even that. I have this amazing ability to not be whatever emotion I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Well, so I've, like, I've noticed that. At a funeral, it's like the opposite of a good actor. Um. <laughs> An actor is like, they become what they need to become. I will, I'm like a chameleon who just changes his color to stand out every time. Yeah. Well, good job on that. I'm waiting for your tweet so I can retweet it so people know the show's happening. I have a hard time typing something. I was like, we have one of the most hyped finals coming up in just a few days. Watch this. Great. Uh, Steve Steve is in the chat right now. Already sent 100 bits. He's the bit leader. Congratulations, Steve. Um, So... No. Uh, first off, thank you so much to Alienware for sponsoring the show. Really appreciate it. They are doing something really cool, which I'll be able to get into actually in just a second. But uh, I want to thank them so much. We'll talk more about them later on in the episode. If you are... Well, I, Mark is louder than me. Okay, I will turn myself up. Thank you for that. I haven't even been talking that loud yet, so they got to be careful. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna... Well, please keep giving me feedback, folks. Anyway, uh, if you are watching the show know that there are actually two episodes of Hotline League that are coming this week. So I've been teasing this for a while, but we've officially been able to announce that uh, Hotline League Live is happening in St. Louis, uh, courtesy of Intel and Alienware. Uh, We'll give more shout-outs to them in just a little bit, but uh, that is happening. So if you are going, uh, you can do exclamation mark finals in the chat. In fact, somebody just did. And you can sign up. Uh, I will put the link into... The YouTube thing, there's limited space available. Uh, I think we have something like 100 seats, and then after that, it goes to standing room only, and you're not on the list. So uh, if you want to reserve your seat, do that quick. Uh, Either way, looking forward to that. So that does mean that this show is going to be a little different. Okay, now people are... Steve is fighting with somebody for BitLeader. You're not going to win, guy. (laughs) But you should try anyway. Um, Oh, my God. But uh, but that does mean that we're this episode is going to be a little different. For one, we don't have a guest. Um, it's probably going to be a little shorter. I think Mark and I will probably wrap around uh, 9.30 because we're going to keep the topics a little shorter. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about this coming finals, but uh, maybe only one or two calls about that since we'll also be talking about that on Friday. We can talk about semifinals. We can talk about uh, coach of the split, which I know there was some conversation around. Oh, boy. And, uh, and yeah, I mean... It does seem like I mean the very this past weekend alone, I feel like there's a lot to talk about based off of what we saw. So that's how this episode will we be going. We know Rift Rivals teams too. Uh, there's a oh lot yeah. to talk about. That's as long as it's not like maybe a little bit on finals, but most of it should be kind of more retrospective, and we'll yes. save the forward thinking yeah, stuff too. Exactly. Uh, I think like the, the if you want to call in and say TSM is going to beat Team Liquid. And uh, Team Liquid will just fall over for three games straight. Um, if you want to do that, then actually buy a ticket to St. Louis, sign up right now, and come on the show live and do that on Friday. But if you want to talk about this past weekend, 
maybe with a little bit of a tease towards what that looks like this week, and this is the episode for you. And by the way, there's an audio version of this show, so uh, if you are listening to it, just know that you can catch the podcast. Also, some people have been wondering when we do the show, 8 o'clock on Monday's Pacific Time Zone. We try to do it always at this time. Anyway, what's this week been like for you, Mark? Uh, I mean, we had the semifinals, and one of them was really hype and awesome. Yeah. So that was cool. Other than that, I mean, it's been a lot of uh, just prepping for playoffs. I mean, we, you saw how long we stuck around yesterday Yeah, you after the games. The games ended really quickly yesterday, and then it took forever for the broadcast team to be done. So I... Uh, yeah, we were shooting. Yeah. Shooting stuff. Well, either way. I know that you guys uh, we also, a lot of work on the stuff. Yeah, we also I also put out the um, detention episode with Pro ZD, who I fucking love, and I thought it was a really good episode. So after this show, you guys should totally watch that. You know what? It's better than this show. Just go watch it during on the offline TV YouTube channel. Yeah, on offline TV, uh, it's only twenty minutes. So you know, by the time you're back here, I'm kidding. Don't go. Yeah. There was a hot take, I think, related to the broadcast yesterday, right? Uh, that I thought there was like, why is this? Oh, the people are going to player reactions too much. Oh, I that saw right that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. actually think if somebody wants to call in, I mean, I don't think it's a very long conversation, but that is something that we could talk about on the show as well. If you have some strong opinion about it, uh, do that. So... I also am kind of disappointed that there's no tailgate. I tweeted that out today. I feel like Riot yeah. just pulled back a lot on... It was weird in that... Well, yeah, I can grab a call about this if you want. Yeah. I think All if right. people want to talk about that, that's good. I think that'd be good. So, Mark, do you want to explain how the show works? Yeah, I mean, I already grabbed a lot of calls, so I don't need any of you other people in chat. But if you want to join, because we probably will pull a couple more... You can go join the Discord, which I'm spamming in Twitch chat right now. So you're going to go ahead, click that link. When you get there, join Pleb Calls. Mute your microphone once you get in there because uh, you're not going to need the voice channel right away. And then you're going to go in Pleb Topics or Subtopics text channels and go ahead and post whatever it is you want to talk about. You thought FlyQuest vs. TL was super boring. You thought Team Liquid didn't actually look that good in their win, even though they smashed. I don't know. Whatever your thoughts are. Put them in there. If we find them interesting, we'll pull you from that Pleb Calls voice channel down to the waiting room where you'll hang out till it's your turn. Then I'll come into the room. I'll have a little, little chat with you to make sure your microphone's working fine. And then we'll pull you into the on-air room for your opportunity to speak with us. And if you are a sub, please be sure to uh, join the sub chat channel. Uh, it takes a little bit for the Discord to sync, but it moves a little slower there if you want to put your topic in there. And uh, you can chat with people there so uh just keep an eye out for that when you join other than that though i think we might be ready to grab our first caller and by the way when you do call in this episode in particular please be ready to like have a conversation with us because uh we don't have a third co-host uh for this episode which is kind of nice it's a throwback i know a lot of people didn't watch the earlier hotline league episodes but it used to just be me and mark and then we started adding a, a rotating guest slot uh so i think this will be Quite nice. Just a cool little throwback. Uh, while we wait for somebody to join, I want to give a couple shout-outs to some of subs. Speaking of subs, uh, Sable Flag for 15 months. Snarf051. Steve, who sent a ton of bits. Thank you, Steve. Nuko111. 
And we're back. Aether is here. Aether, where are you calling from? Hey, um, I'm actually calling from Cologne, Germany. Cologne, Germany. What time is it there? Uh, it's 5.20 right now. 5.20. Well, thank you for staying up so late. Why are you up so late? Uh, I kind of always am up this late. Okay. Are you whispering <laughs> because there are people sleeping near you? Exactly. Okay. Well, I'm going to turn you up as much as I can, which means Mark will be very loud. I apologize for the audio balance right now. I, hope it's okay. I can whisper too. Why, what if we did a whisper call? Okay, let's all whisper together. A ASMR call. Aether. ASMR. <laughs> no, don't whisper more than you were whispering, Aether. No, need you to fine. need you to be as loud as you can without waking people up. Uh, what do you what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? So my topic was about the you got even quieter. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Uh, uh, about the playoff situation, the third place, uh, third place decider, how it's missing, and a possible elegant solution to it. I actually made a little chart if you want to see it. I don't know. Can I link it in the Discord? Yeah, you can. You can link it in the Discord. In what chat? You made a chart? Is this like yeah, a... Yeah, it's in uh, Pleb Topics. Yeah, it's in, in Pleb Topics? Okay, Pleb I'll topics. also link it in the Twitch chat. Um, so, by the way, folks, uh, I'll repeat what he's saying. So his his issue is uh, that the third... He doesn't like the fact that there's no third place situation. Uh, yeah, that's one of the things. Okay. Um, also, my main issue is... So... The current LCS and also LEC playoff uh, format, I think, is really not ideal to determine the strongest team. But I think just looking, just copying the Korean format wouldn't be the best solution either. So I thought I would come up with a middle ground thing that is, uh, took inspiration from the LEC, but also made it a little bit more streamlined if you want to say so, sure, what is so you're your... displaying this on screen yeah yeah so here i'll i'll put it up on screen um if you want to also chat are you able to hear him any better now i've maxed out his volume so i don't have a great solution beyond that uh but go ahead yeah so as you can see i already filled it out the red dots are assumed scores because these match didn't actually happen yeah. But if you look at the left, it's the uh, end of regular season standings and how the playoff format in this uh, situation would play out. It's a gauntlet, um, right? Exactly. But as you can see, uh, you also have the juggernaut match with the first and second team and the semi-double elimination thing going on, which I personally and I think most people actually really like that. I think from what I have seen. Yeah. So I thought I'd integrate this and this is basically it. Yeah. So I think for those that are listening to the pod or the audio version, basically the way it works is similar to the gauntlet where fifth and sixth play, whoever wins that plays the fourth place, whoever wins that plays third, etc. The difference is that the first and second place teams also play what's called a juggernaut match. And whoever loses that goes to the semifinals against whoever's made it up the gauntlet. And then the, those two teams play in the finals. 
the only thing that's awkward about this is that your like the first place team doesn't get a double elimination, right? Um, I mean, that's always the trade-off, yes, because if it was true double elimination, like in some other esports, then you would have maybe two finals, but I think that's, I think no one really wants that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, to to defend the, the point that the, the finals only, you can only lose once, you only have to play two best of fives where everyone else yeah. has to play at least three. Yeah. Um, so you do get one less match that you have to play. Um, oh yeah, sorry. No, that was all, all I was gonna say. Go, go on. Also, one thing I think is really suboptimal right now is that basically third to sixth place doesn't matter at all. Almost, I at least I feel like that. Um, the only thing is you get a uh, basically almost a free way into semifinals as a third seed. So with this. As you can see, if we look at FlyQuest and Golden Guardians Equifox, they play back-to-back -back on back-to-back -back days. Um, and this way FlyQuest would have um, basically the advantage by getting fifth, uh, fourth instead of fifth, because Golden Guardians would have to play again just one day later. So the seeding actually matters a lot more, yeah. I think, with this. Yeah, I think... That would actually be one of my only criticisms with this. I actually, so I'll say first, I like it a lot. I think it's a pretty interesting. Uh, you get a lot of matches in without, you know, getting extra uh, weekends required or anything like that, because it still fits pretty nicely into three weekends. Uh, I will say I don't like how much it actually favors seeding, um, because I don't think fifth, sixth is necessarily so different than fourth that like fourth should have that advantage where fifth sixth winner needs to play two best of fives that weekend and they have only one day to prep for their second opponent um it feels like it's giving a little too much to uh the fourth place you team? know right it feels like fifth sixth like to your point about something's not mattering now it feels like fifth sixth fourth is super good third is super good and upwards but like fifth sixth doesn't matter Whereas on the flip side, with kind of how it is right now or how it is in Europe, third matters a lot because you get sixth right away. Fourth, fifth is true. That one doesn't matter because you're playing each other no matter what. And everyone wants to avoid six because then you're playing the third best team. So, like, you're, you've are you only moved around which one doesn't matter. Here, fifth, sixth doesn't matter, whereas before, fourth, fifth mattered. Um, and then you're just also making it really hard for fifth, sixth to, to ever go on a tear because they have to play five best of fives. Yeah, but I kind of don't mind that if they, if they, I mean, if they got fifth or sixth in the regular season, that means you were in the middle of the pack, like strictly the middle of the pack or the bottom half. So I feel, I feel like it's okay to have that much disadvantage. Like, I mean, it's uh, only bringing five teams into playoffs, but I think that would be too much of a change. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind having six teams, but I think, like I said, seeding should matter. I think it currently does matter. The only one that doesn't matter that much is fourth, fifth. And here you do solve that, but it does it by making fifth, sixth not matter. Um, in, in the same way, fourth, fifth doesn't matter. You get side selection, right? And then mm -hmm. I think it, it it puts such a burden on a fifth, sixth place team to make a run through five teams that it feels a little lopsided. But that would, yeah. but other than that, I think it's it's really really cool. Um, but yeah, I would, I would feel bad 
because you would basically kill upsets from ever feeling like they could achieve something. Like, I can't imagine Clutch from last split, you know, like, or last spring getting as far as they did if they had to do it gauntlet style versus like, oh man, they were one game away from making finals because they, in their second best of five, they almost beat 100 Thieves. They would have to have beaten this team, then beaten this team, then beaten this team, then beaten. And it's just it's so hard. I mean, the other thing that's nice about this is you should have close matches throughout the entire playoffs. Like all the, it, I mean, this is hard to say because we've had pretty good playoffs matches, I feel like, with the exception of the TL FlyQuest one. But the cool thing is that theoretically you have like skilled player or like skilled teams the entire way through. But do you want to watch two Golden Guardians best of fives? Uh, I mean, maybe. If they eliminate FlyQuest, that's interesting. <laughs> I mean, uh, the 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 first weekend is usually not that hype in general, I feel like. Yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, the first weekend's never going to be as hype as the later ones. Uh, here, though, instead of having, you know, four teams prepping equally for each other, equal information, and, like, seeding mattered because you should have gotten better matchups, but... Outside of matchups, you have equal opportunity for prep and like knowledge of what you're getting into. Uh, I feel like this just skews it a little too heavily when some of these things are decided by like one regular season game or something like that. Um, I guess but, I'm but that, okay that's with my that because opinion. I feel like it makes the regular season matter much more. And I yeah, think it's more it's nice about. if you get the regular season to matter more. Also, one thing I think this does compared to now really is determined the strongest team in that moment. Because yeah. that's, when we look at, especially, uh, I follow NA and EU closely. Um, if we look at last split, um, 100 Thieves, I mean, I don't think I need to say anything more, but <laughs> a lot of people were really not pleased how that went down. So, I yeah, don't know. It does help summer split situation i think yeah right because it's yeah. it should wash out teams that are struggling more yeah i mean i think i like this a lot it's the only thing is it's super comparable to the european one and i think i like the european one a little better where instead of having the first weekend be a gauntlet between three teams i like just having it kind of be like the, the quarterfinals a little bit and then it still has that i still like how it has a the brief losers like bracket, the bracket so like, situation yeah yeah because what would happen would be like tl would have played c9 whoever would have won would have won and then they would have played most likely tsm yeah uh which i personally like a lot um so i like that juggernaut match i like that it feeds into semifinals, and then you still have a compelling semifinals and finals this is also nice because it it solves a third fourth place match which like you're saying people often don't really like but you still have a, a two-day event weekend and it matters now because the winner of this uh, gets to play in the finals. The loser is like, all right, well, I made Rift Rivals or whatever, or maybe Worlds or however it breaks out in the future. But like, I I overall like the format. My only problem, like my only point, would be the round one and round two being a little too. Well, you also yeah, mentioned the fourth you. place team having a pretty strong advantage, right? Uh, yeah. One thing that yes. Tristindian and Twitch chat pointed out is that. The fourth place team would have a hard time knowing who to prep for because they'd have to prep for both true. teams theoretically um, right but wouldn't answer. you rather be able to prep for two teams over a week <laughs> and then have it to settle on a strategy in one night 
then have to prep for one team for almost the entire week because you yeah. can't look past them, and then have a one-day turnover. No, I mean, like that, it's, no doubt do they have an advantage in having this been in a gauntlet. Having been in a gauntlet, yeah. I can tell you, I would love to be fourth place here, over fifth, sixth. Yeah. Well, maybe that's good though. But basically, what you said, um, with the little quarterfinal thing going on, that's basically just this. But you shuffle one match around the round one one year, and it's basically the LEC format like right now. Yeah. So I mean, you're I... saying the LEC format is basically this but better. I think I think so. I like the LEC format a lot, but I mean. It's it's. I think I would be interested to see like <laughs> data on what people prefer more. Cause yeah, I would I, like to see this play out just one time, but it's gonna be hard. I think to get. Too yeah, I, I personally don't like just how much it it, it prefers seeding towards like what could be marginal differences, like FlyQuest versus Golden Guardians playing a best of five, basically, or like you know how they have the the game then the tiebreaker game. Suddenly, FlyQuest mm -hmm. just feels like they get such a massive advantage for such like a small, yeah, small thing that they did in the regular season. They went one-one on the day. Yeah. yeah. Aether, thank you so much for calling in because actually, I think this is one of the more thoughtful yeah. calls we've ever had. And Twitch chat, they it's usually nice. are a bunch of monkeys just throwing <laughs> poop, but they actually super got into this. So I know it's a good call whenever that happened. And you're staying up till five thirty in the morning to. Talk about this, so that's awesome. Yeah, I watch when I can. Yeah, it's basically like once Any, a month uh, only, but. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, what was that? Oh no, I just said I try to watch as many times as I can, but because I'm in EU, I don't really get the opportunity too often. But it's nice when I can watch. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm glad you did. Yeah. yeah. And uh, anything you want to say on the way out? Oh. No, I'm just gonna watch, hope you have a good show, and have fun, I guess, yeah. at the Hotline League live event later this week. Yeah, thank you, thank you so cool. much. Have See a good you, one. dude. Bye-bye. That was a great first caller. Kicking things That off. was way more thoughtful than I thought I was gonna get. Yeah. Uh, speaking of throwing poop, though, how come we don't have a poop-throwing emoji? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't yeah. like... ECs is not like a... Thematic that I'd like to try to go with, you know. I mean, little poop emojis are all over the place. Those are fine. Yeah, yeah, but I don't, I don't. That's that toilet humor is. Can we get the next call? Uh, let's see. We're gonna grab or a couple of things. Uh, ribbon shoe, thank you. Uh, Subble, that cool, cool, something. Uh, Tunguin three nine seven, Smill Sap nine one seven. I support you, LOL. Jingle1996, and I'm Elvis4. Do the French, the Green Giant 22, Mondo Mayhem, Sandwich Sauce, and the Podberry. Thank you, everyone, for subbing. I really appreciate it. Uh, Bacchetto, ba you've been on the show before, and I forget how. I have. It's Bacchetto. Bacchetto, okay. I, yes, it's Fuck. so hard. I, I messed it up. Uh, Bacchetto, where are you calling from? Uh, Saskatchewan, Canada. Saskatchewan, Canada. That's right. I remember now. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? I wanted to say how disappointing the split was coming from C9. I mean, they played really well throughout the split. The ending was just super disappointing. And I thought um, overall TL versus C9 would be way more hype than TL versus T. 
So one is it was it super disappointing because i i mean they were one game away from finals like it's not like they got rolled yes um, i think that's part of what made it so disappointing uh, like they okay came so in, close yet so far kind they, of they came in game one and two really really strong and it just looked like they were i mean it was super close game three but they just couldn't pull it out and by game four and five it just looked like they had nothing left in the tank was game three super close? My only memory of, of game three is Bjergsen Zakali like slaughtering God. everyone in droves. Yeah, I mean it was a it was a really long game, and I think C nine had opportunities to come back for sure. Yeah, um, but just didn't really play out the lake. Gotcha. Well, Mark, what do you think? I don't know if I call it one of their most disappointing splits in a while. I, I will say I was surprised. Like, I had heard TSM was getting good. Obviously, we'd seen evidence of that. But I don't know. Like, I thought there was a really good chance Cloud9 was going to go to MSI. So I I thought it was surprising to see them lose. I thought they were favorites coming in. And I thought, based off how the games went, I think... This might be contentious to say, but I think that, like, TSM had the better series and they're obviously like TSM played really well uh, and TSM's a really really good team but if they didn't they slammed C9 and draft the last two games and I don't know how that series would have looked if they didn't like those those two drafts by Zix were like 80-20 drafts were like two similarly skilled teams playing the team that has Zix's drafts probably win like 80% of those games and, like, they played them super well as well. So don't get me wrong. It's not like, you know, TSM got free wins or some shit like that. But, like, th that series, it wasn't... Like, game three was like, oh, my God, the players are taking over. Bjergsen's taking over. Uh, Acadian's having great games. He had a great game four, to be fair, too. But, like, that that was, like, some of the best drafting where they just they just destroyed C9 in draft, it felt like to me. Uh I mean yeah. I, like as a as a as a fan watching uh you, you have this like expectation especially after game one and two and then you use you, you, you know you get you get a little worried after game three and then just game four and five you're looking at it and by the time you're at game five you feel like there's like from the just once you load in the game you feel like there's not really a chance you're gonna win this and that you were like so so close to to winning i think for c9 fans out there it's just like you were on the edge of greatness. You were finally gonna, you know, get to finals. You were finally gonna, you know, do something. And it's just like you don't even get the chance to prove yourself. Well, especially yeah. given that they were like the, the most disappointing. I think for C9 and C9 fans is they were first and second all split long, right? Weren't they? They were tied for first up until they played TL, right? The first time. No, they played TL the first time, like the first game of the split, dude. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> well, they were tied for first. I, yeah. What that okay, thing so I said was incorrect, wrong. Mark. You're, you're correct. My bad. My bad. Right. Don't don't try to correct me. All right. I did my research. Um, you're right. They played first in the game and split. But uh, I was thinking about it in terms of the, for a while they had only lost a game to TL. I think. But regardless, they were solid second place all split long, and then just to go out in quarters is pretty disappointing it was it was semis and it was an epic best of five semis it's 
it wasn't like they looked bad. It wasn't like they it wasn't like spring last year, you know? Yeah. Where like, oh my god, they're so outclassed, they have no hope kind of thing. Like they're falling apart as they go on this lost streak to end the split. Like I understand that this one leaves a really bad taste in your mouth because you felt like you could have won it and like I felt like C9 could have won that series but didn't. Um, I understand that that like kind of tough pill to swallow but like I think C9 fans would you know when the bad taste leaves your mouth you would prefer a split like this 10 times out of 10 over last spring or something. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can uh, see that for sure. Maybe it's also like probably a lot of recency bias too. Yeah, like you, you're just you're coming off the loss, you know. It's yeah. it's two days later, and you're like, fuck, fuck. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure the players feel a lot more disappointed over something like this than you know getting smashed, right? Where you know you could have won, and you just you know you were missing yeah. that five percent. Yeah, I want to hop back to the draft discussion for a second, just because Twitch chat was saying a couple things. One, players absolutely deserve a lot of credit in good drafts. The same way I don't think coaches deserve all the praise when a draft goes poor, or all the, the blame when a draft goes poorly. I think players deserve a lot of praise. So, like, people talk about, like, oh, you know, it's also about punishing mistakes. The same way playing the game is about punishing mistakes. Like, yes, for every great play, the other person probably messed up a little bit. So, like, I think Reaper taking Zed blind was a call out on him thinking that Broken Blade only plays carries uh, because they would need to lock in another carry top and suddenly they don't have as good of a front line and not as much DC. And I would love to know if Broken Blade actually practiced Cho this week or if that was him saying, like, this is absolutely the best pick for this situation. Zix, I can play Cho. Or maybe Zix asking him if he can play Cho. But either way, there's, like, an agreement that this is the right thing to do. And yeah. then suddenly you have a decent matchup in the top lane. You have extra front line. You have tons of extra CC for this, like, shitty Zed pick that, like, was just supposed to try and smash mid. And then Acadian camps mid and, like, gets these counter ganks off and fucks the Zed. And suddenly, like, you had a good draft. The players had the champs that they needed to be able to play. Um... And then they go in and they, they execute on it, but it was still like a great draft. So like that was one same, you know, the next time around in game five, like having all these things that destroyed the hard engage, like the Kindred, the Zillion, the Braum, all this stuff. So, you know, like obviously it's a lot of things working together, but like those, both the coaches and the players put together such good drafts in game four and five. And I heard something about how like Tony didn't even watch game three. He just like was prepping for game four or some shit like that. Like I, someone, someone mentioned something like that to me. It was insane. That'd be what crazy. I heard. Because they have so many coaches over there. They have yeah. like, if you saw the, the post game huddles, like Peter was talking a lot. They have plop. They have Tony, they have Parth. They have like a million people there. And so like, I think that like, I think the teams were super, super close. And as far as I could tell, the biggest difference was how well, TSM as a whole, as an organization, played the entire best of five. Right. Do we have uh, another caller about TSM stuff? Or... Uh, I don't remember. <clears throat> okay. To be honest. Well, I'm just going to risk it then because I think it's worth pointing out. I'm trying to think of a time <clears throat> in which, in a best of five, you saw a player look so good and so bad uh, within just a couple games, which was Acadian. Like, the first couple games... It, I was like, okay, you know, like maybe Acadian's story was a, a really nice positive one where like he'd struggled in the past and he made a TSM, but now he's kind of out of his depths, right? Like this is too much for him. He can't handle the pressure or whatever. And then like the rest of the series happens and he's a completely different person, you know? It was just really remarkable to me. 
I mean, I think some people would argue that it was just like he was put on champions where he was just more comfortable on and he was able to impact it. I mean, also the draft, like just around the team changed up a lot. I don't know if it's necessary. Like he just turned it on. Yeah. Do you think it's draft or, I mean, what, what do you think, Mark? I think part of it's like champ pool. Like Crumbs has been talking nonstop about J4 versus Rek'Sai and like feels like whoever gets the Rek'Sai and the Jarvan has the better game. And like, I forget which side he was on in game one of that, or if that was even the matchup game one. I, f I can't remember. But I know that was it in game two. And then game three, he was struggling as well. But then he gets the rec sign game four and slams. And then, like, that makes uh, C9 first pick it in game five. And you can question if that's, like, the right first pick or something. So, yeah. That's right. He had a couple of Gragas games. Game one and game three were Gragas. Uh, yeah, I mean. I'm, I'm trying to remember a time where a player like suddenly looks so good and so bad in the series, but I feel like there hasn't been that many Game 5 series where like someone pivoted that hard. Yeah, I mean, that's what I, I, that was one of the things that stood out to me there. I mean, also just, I mean, I mentioned this earlier, but Game 3, like, Bjergsen just going insane. You know, it's kind of fun that it was his 100th playoff game, but I it was like a completely, I don't know, it, it took me back because I remember... Bjergsen used to be lauded that way. And now everybody says, like, yeah, he's really good. But they aren't like, holy crap, look at what this guy is doing. And I don't know if that's because the meta's changed or I don't know. But, or other mid laners got good. But uh, it was just really exciting to see that. Yeah, I feel like, obviously, last year was the down year. So you're not going to pop off that hard about him. And then 2017 was, like, this weird year where, like, it was the, like, half with double lift, half without double lift. Yeah. You know, you're kind of waiting for Doublelift to get back. And then 2016 was when Doublelift got there the first time. And so, like, for a while, it felt like TSM wasn't just about Bjergsen the way it kind of was in the past. And even this was not just about Bjergsen, but then suddenly that game was like, oh, shit, that's right. There was I mean, a time when TSM was Bjerg all about Bjergsen. Bjergsen made the game about him, and he played it really well so that it was really, that was the difference, right? He made it about himself and yeah. got off a billion flank TPs and yeah. just over and over again just executed fight after fight it, but anyway wrapping up and kind of going back to your original point i can totally understand what you mean i mean if you're a c9 player or c9 fan it's got to feel really bitter after feeling like wait we might be able to you know we're certainly going to make finals this year and um in spring and and who knows what will happen against tl they're looking weaker and all this stuff and then just tsm rolls through and you lose in the game game five i get that any, yeah. Anything else you want to say, yeah, Boketo? Just, just super quick, I just wanted to say um, I think the, the storyline for TL versus C9 would have been much, much stronger with the Jensen versus C9 and you know C9 versus Jensen over what we have as the TL-TSM matchup. I know a lot of people say like Bjergsen versus Doublelift is kind of hyped up, but I think that's a lot more detached. They haven't been teammates for a little while now. Whereas, you know, if, say, Jensen leaves C9 and then that's the one year C9 actually, like, wins it, that would be, like, heartbreaking for him. And, you know, the other way around, too. I think it would have been a much stronger storyline. Yeah, I think it would have been a really strong storyline. I don't know if it would have been stronger. Because here's the thing. It's not just, like, oh, double if versus Bjergsen, old, old teammates, whatever. It's, like, you realize they both have five championships. Yeah, and it's like the battle for... Or the best, you know? Yeah, it, it's like the... Because for so long, Bjergsen was the, the best of all time. 
recently Doublelift has been the one who's like people have been talking about now they get to fight each other. Sven versus Doublelift as well. Like Sven was brought over to be an upgrade for Doublelift and it took a year to get here, but now like maybe in the long run was it the right decision? If TSM can do this, then do well at, at Smoothie's that a stuff. former TL player. Smoothie's a former TL player. Um you have Smoothie you have being a former TL player like doesn't matter at all. Yeah, it's whatever. That's pretty I mean, minor. It, it but builds I think... into it. You know, he's gonna be he's gonna feel motivated. Here's another one. Smithy has four championships. If he wins with double if not only does double if pass Bjergsen, Smithy ties Bjergsen. There's like so much going on in this series, it's actually insane. Whereas I think C9 versus TL is basically hey, uh Jensen versus his replacements or his I, old team. I and have, that's it. No and no disrespect to you, Mr. C9 fan, but I have a lot more faith in this matchup being pretty hype than a TLC9 matchup. Like, I think there's a chance C9 could have gone to MSI, but I feel like there's a really good chance we would have seen TL steamroll C9, and I don't know if that's going to happen this time. I mean, I think there's a pretty good chance TL steamrollers, whoever is on the other side of the room. I don't know. TSM I think maybe that's why... I don't feel like it's as if, if it's as hype. Like, okay, Bjergsen gets uh, another championship. Mm -hmm. Double Lift gets another championship. I don't know. That's just me, though. I'm sure like TSM it's fans. Whoever's be the best. It's not there. like oh, they got another championship. It's like well, after like, this... when you have that many, does it like does the difference between six and five really matter that much? When the other guy has five, fuck yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially especially the narrative will play into everybody's going to be building it up. Riot's going to be building it up. We're building it up right now. Like, it's both guys are going to feel like their reputation. It's like online. you're watching Magic versus Bird in the prime of their careers. You're, you know, we're going to make all these analogies when it's time to you know a week from now as well. But like, you're watching the best of all time in North America actively in their primes, like playing against each other. You don't know how many more of these you're going to get. Like, fuck yeah, I want to watch this again. Yeah. Even if it is fifth and their fifth. Yeah, for sure. I do I do think that, uh, you know, if, if TL wins that, I'm going to feel like, like, I'm not going to feel like, oh yeah, double lifts, you know, fucking smash TSM. He did it like one-handedly. I think it's a lot going to be like, yeah, he had the better team around him though. So kind of like that that individual, you know, who's the best player doesn't feel as you know important in that match yeah. but you know that's just me hey Baketo, thanks so much for calling in again appreciate it and i think another really good conversation yeah thanks have a good one all right uh we're gonna take a quick break to talk about alienware wait i need to have their thing ready and alienware there's the logo <laughs> um <laughs> uh i basically here's the deal uh, they've done a bunch of cool stuff with us. You guys already know that, but I think in particular this week, I really want to highlight the fact that, you know, I was really disappointed that FanFest got canceled. And I, especially given that there's no third and fourth place match this, this weekend. And I really, really wanted to make a live Hotline League episode happen. And so I went to them. We did not have this build out already in the, the deal between me and them. You know, it was not something that we had... We had planned for, and they are helping so much. It's not just it's not just a factor of getting me cash so that I can make this happen, though obviously they're helping fund the production, along with Intel, by the way, who is also helping. They reached out over to Intel and, and got them to help out. 
Uh, they're also doing things like sending my live producer an Area 51M. You guys might have seen the uh, ads for that on the LCS broadcast. So he's going to be able to produce the whole thing off of that, which basically it's like a desktop turned into a laptop. Uh, but they are also doing things like they have a relationship with an event management company that's helped us secure a really cool venue uh, that is handling all sorts of different stuff for us. It makes my life so much easier because much more of a production company than like an event company. So putting on a live event... Uh, it's just, it's been really great to have them back me up uh, so much in trying to make this thing happen. And I am so happy uh, that we're going to be able to do it. Even down to the fact that like in the past, whenever Mark and I have done this, we haven't been able to get free drinks for the people, but the people that are RSVPing, they get free drinks. So our oh, audience shoot. is going to be... Do I need to RSVP for that? Our audience is going to be in a great situation. Uh, it's just they're taking care of everybody and I... I really appreciate the support that they're giving us. Um, I I I know that you guys here, like LCS has a ton of different sponsors. I'm sorry, not the league, but in the league, there are a ton of different sponsors. And you you hear about, oh, this sponsor does this and this sponsor does that. And it's always great when there's somebody supporting, but I just got to say, it's like really awesome that the team over at Dell, over at Alienware is doing so much to make things like this happen. Um, they're just, they get it. They get it. So um, anyway, if you guys want to check out their stuff, Dell.com slash Travis. Somebody made a sign, a fan sign this weekend at LCS and had it. Um, and uh, you can, so you can check out their stuff there. Uh, exclamation mark finals in the chat will pull up, which I just typed. We'll pull up the RSVP thing if you want to check out their thing uh, there. Thanks again, by the way, thanks to Intel for helping out alongside Alienware on this. And uh, I hope to see you on Friday as Mark and I do a live episode, we're going to try to have some guests. And by the way, it'll still be broadcast on Twitch. That's another really cool thing. So you can watch the live version, the live episodes of the show are always so much fun to participate in. And I hear they're quite fun to watch. So thanks again to Alienware. Uh, and hopefully we will see you on Friday. You want to move on to the next caller, Mark? Do you want to move on to the next caller, Travis? I mean, I think it'd be awkward if we sat here in silence for 60 seconds. So maybe... Thank you so much to Semic, Cygnus X4, The Podberry, Caruz44, Grey Rat Doctor, Selenid, Selenid, T Turner 088, Abusive Pie, for 11 months in a row, coming up on one year, and Davros26 uh, for your support of the show by being a sub. Uh, Mark is grabbing our next caller, so we should be good in just a second. But until then, how you doing, Twitch chat? How you been? Oh, in fact, I see Alienware folks in the chat right now. Marcy's in the chat. I know, I think David's here on a secret uh, secret account. Hi, Marcy. Good to see you. Skips35 is here. Skips35, where are you calling from? East Lansing. East Lansing. Is that in Michigan? Yeah, that's Michigan State. Okay. Michigan, like, not... Near, is University. It near? Okay, gotcha. I say. Well, what do you want to talk about? Uh, I want to talk about how there's no Friday event and how a lot of people planned around that, and I'm frustrated. Yes. All right, did you sign up for Hotline League Live yet? Yeah, I just did. Okay, well, don't worry. We've solved the problem, me, Mark, and Alienware. Uh, <laughs> no, but go ahead. So you, you're talking about fans. So for those that don't know, normally there's a third and fourth place match uh, that takes place at these events. Uh, it's not always got great attendance, and so I think uh, they decided this year to 
try doing like a fan fest on Fridays or on the Friday beforehand. It was, it was going to be kind of cool. Um, and then they canceled it with a tweet. Um, and there hasn't really been too much other information. So, uh, skips, what, what do your, what's your take? Uh, well, I got tickets as soon as they released. And then me and my friends just kind of made our hotel reservations and the plan of the Friday event. And then just kind of got canceled and we were pretty disappointed. So you're saying you have like uh, hotel rooms Thursday night. Yeah. And you would not have booked those otherwise. Yeah, we would have gone up Saturday then. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's disappointing. Um, and I don't really understand why. I think my take is this. It's okay if they get rid of the third and fourth place match, um, especially for spring, because the attendance is not normally great. I think if they move to like an LEC format or like the format that we had the caller on in the beginning of the show talking about, that suddenly you've got a match. That's really important on Saturday, and that would be cool. I think it's okay. I just want them to have something where if you can't make it on Saturday or you can't get a ticket or you just would like to do something other than sit in the seat and watch the games because league is in your town, that that would be really nice. I don't know, Mark. I know this is less of a you topic, but I'm curious if you have a take. I mean, I, I kind of agree. I, it depends what you wanted on Friday. Like, is it a big built-up thing? uh where it's kind of like the tailgate but without you know a match later or is it like you would be even down for like a low-key basically like here's a bar like a big bar you know like a an event almost kind of like night where all the league fans can go to and like hang out and meet each other and meet some some pros and casters or whatever or is it or would you want like i guess what would a fan want is the question uh honestly i just want to meet like the players and like other figures in the scene that'd be really cool so they're bringing out some players i think i don't know if i can talk about it but i've heard that there are some players from other teams oh i think it's listed in the announcement that they they put on their website today but that's happening on saturday and i don't know how many people can get access to it i'm gonna pull it up oh yeah they released a fan guide have you had a chance to take a look at this I, I skimmed through it, but yeah. the problem is that's on Saturday and not so, Friday. So you can't meet the oh, but you're you're going to be there on Saturday, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's the other thing is that because they only have one game of day of games, they're not going to be able to do anything where you can meet the players that are competing. So instead, they've got Demonte, Wild Turtle, Power of Evil, Medios, and Apollo. So. And by the way, why are, like, I wish that the, like, why didn't GGS send somebody or who else am I missing here? Uh, Steve CEO, says oh, they'll sorry. have an after party for the games on Saturday, which is not that far away. <clears throat> they're sell, they're going to go live with selling tickets tomorrow and his, his team will be there. So if you want to meet TL people, follow Steve on Twitter, I guess, and uh, get ready to follow whatever, whenever he tweets. And hopefully... For the fans that go to this party, TL will have won that day because otherwise you're going to see some drunk, salty pros hiding in a corner sulking. I'd love uh, to see a drunk double lift just like crying in the corner though. Oh, he doesn't. He, he doesn't know. cry. He doesn't ah. cry and he doesn't drink. Uh, he would just be sulky. Um, but. Um, oh, go ahead. I was going to say to the point of like, you know, renting out a big area and like. I don't know if you need to sell tickets or if you can do, 
you know, just to deal with the venue where you're, they're going to bring a lot of people. It's not an open bar. And so people need to buy drinks or food or whatever, you know, like, could you do something like that on a Friday night where it's just an opportunity for the community to get together that riots mostly just organizing, you know, like that to me sounds pretty doable and not having that sucks. There are other things like the dive is happening live on Friday. Yeah. But who would go to that when there's a much better live show? I'm going to go to that because that show is fucking awesome. They're paying you to be on that. You would not be, you not would not be there me? if you weren't getting paid. Right, would I be with you if I wasn't getting paid? I think so. Whenever I tell you that there's free drinks, you would definitely be there. That's true for sure. <laughs> if there's, But usually I get drinks and food with the dive too, so I don't know. Well, I think I would, will they I have think alcohol I'd probably do at the dive? I don't think they said I can't bring my own, at least. <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's true. Uh, but it wouldn't be free in that case. So I mean, I'm doing both, so it's just gonna be funny. Like as soon as I finish the dive, I have to like sprint to to the hotline league. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that, if we are late starting on on Friday, you guys know who to blame. Riot Games. No. Um. Either either way, I look. I 100% agree with you. I think it's really fun whenever Riot comes to town in these different areas. That's why people come in from other states nearby to come check it out. It might be the one experience they ever have with league esports, and I think having something other than the one match, especially because one match can sometimes not be very exciting, right? If TL smashes C9 or C9 smashes TL, that's not great. So having something more than that would be good. I am excited about the TL party, which I will be going to, but it is still just a TL party, not a like league event. Um, and so people who want to do feel like they're experiencing something more than just a single organization. That's that. I also think that the, I suspect the TL party is going to sell out in a heartbeat. So people should be getting ready to, to buy that. Oh, by the way, TSM. I said C9. I'm sorry, Twitch chat. Calm down. TLC9 <laughs> is the... It's like, that's what summer was last year. Anyway. Uh, Skips, any final thoughts? Um, has Twitch chat heard of this thing called Twitch Prime? <laughs> that's what I like to hear. That's really <laughs> to hear, Skip. All right, I love your show, guys. Thanks, Thanks for having me on. Have a good no, one. Thank you. See ya. Yep, you too. All right. Uh, there's one Twitch Prime. He did it. Silver Knight 6. See if we can get some more. Uh, Mark is off to grab the next caller. Let's see. A couple of people. Uh, Silver Knight 6. Nice try, Ian, for five months in a row. Nice try, Ian. Hello, Doublelift's editor. Uh, Paradox, the only... Einweitz, Einwaltz, I don't know how to say it. Davros 26, who I think I already said. Uh, oh, look, here's some more primes. Heretic Legion 14, Re Robert Max, and Leon. Fish he did too well. Now, now you're going to have to keep Tomster, reading these. We're never going to. Full Metal Samurai. Okay, we caught up. That was sick, though. Uh, Colin, where are you calling from? <laughs> Colin? Colin? Colin, you've muted yourself. You need to unmute yourself if we're to hear you. Oh. He can't hear okay, you. Okay, I guess. Hello? Travis. Welcome. Welcome back. Travis. Everyone. Yes. Hi, Mark. Colin is fine. Something is wrong on your end. I know. It's not okay. wrong anymore. Colin, welcome to the show. Where are you calling from? Salt Lake City, Utah. Salt Lake City, Utah. Have you called in before? Yes, I called in when Medios was on the show. Gotcha. Well, welcome back. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? 
Um, I wanted to say or talk about how Zix, Nero, and Invert got robbed of Coach of the Split. Okay. How can all three of them get robbed? When well, you can only have one. You've never hit split. multiple houses when you're committing crimes, Travis. Oh, Come on. I'm just saying, like one, at least two of these people would be robbed in any situation. Only one is the, only one is the rightful owner of the thing being robbed. Okay, I don't. Yeah, I'm just worried. Yeah, about no, the logic I'm, here. I, I went back. I went back, and I'm agreeing with you now because you can't. If I am the one who owns something, you can't rob yes, three exactly. people of something that belongs because to if, me. If Zix got it, then people would say Nero and Invert. If Nero got it, then Invert and right. And, yeah. I'm saying, well, I'm saying personally, like all three I are think, better candidates. We're messing yes, with you. All, yes, yeah, all I of understand. them are better candidates than Reaper. Okay, why? Well, so when you look at the expectations of each team, so C9 kind of just lived up to their expectations. I think most people might have put them second or third, um, and they, I mean, that's what they got. They got third. Um, I saw a lot of people put FlyQuest not even making playoffs, and they made fourth. And the Golden Guardians, like, barely making playoffs, and they went from 0-4 and four into playoffs, which I think that, I don't know, I think there was only, like, one other time a team did that. No, it's the only it's the only time. Okay, the only time. In, in the so, modern era, it happened once when there were only eight teams, and six of them made playoffs, so we okay. don't really count that. Um, and then for TSM, they had... Oh, see, this one's more, like, harder to argue because they kind of did the same thing where they got to their expectations. Most people put them fourth or third, um, but I guess they could be second or first. But they went from two and four to going 11 and one in the second half. And arguably, Zix was doing having better drafts against coach of the split in their, in their yeah match. but the problem so, is the playoffs don't matter you've already voted yeah, that's, by that that's, that's why that's also one of my points that it should be part of playoffs too not regular season i think the only awards that should be regular season are the like team the all team yeah the all teams Ooh, <laughs> that was really fun to watch mark i was uh how did I, I oh, it's over, happening again. And it looked like my monitor was starting to tip over because I was so used to... Anyway, incredible. Am I good? Uh, yes. You never know great. what's going to happen here. Yeah. Is the cat doing something? Anyway. I don't know. <laughs> good catch. Now I'm though. angled down. Yeah, yeah. You're Am I in the frame? Not your... It's an interesting situation. All right. Whatever. So, first off, let's get into it. My concern... With saying like, oh well, the expectation. Like, I definitely want to give people points whenever they do stuff that exceeds expectations with their roster. Um, but I, I worry that that implies that a coach can never like win coach of the split if they have a good team, because they'll just meet the expectations and that'll be that. I think for me. Reaper, a lot of people forget that like that C9 roster was this weird Frankenstein thing that happened like halfway through last split and managed to do really well and outperformed everyone's expectations at Worlds last year. So I don't think that that definitely like immediately puts all these players on like a whole nother level. I still think Reaper did a lot with a low budget team. 
Like I, it's not like he's recruit. It's the opposite of the Steve world, right? So I think there's that. Um, secondly, I'm going to throw an arrow out immediately from the list because and a lot of people have haven't caught this. But um, and an arrow, by the way, friend of the show, great oh, sub, yeah, love him. He is an assistant coach now. Yes, uh, ever since they went zero four, they swapped the roles between him and the other coach. And so giving an arrow the coach of the split whenever it turned out that he wasn't actually head coach for the whole split feels really weird to me. Yeah, I um, think they only announced that on their YouTube recently. And yes. I actually but but it was it was that. true for a while. But I think uh it's always a weird thing too because coach of the split to me is always like at the end of the, the day team. I'm voting for the yeah, the orgs coaching yeah. staff because like Tony is not the only guy. Zix, you know, like he has Plop Goldman who's been with him since the CLG days and moved over with him. They, like I said, have Parth, who's been helping out still. They have Peter and stuff. Um, but I do think expectations should matter to Karen and Travis a little bit because, like... Uh, I'm not saying they don't matter. Okay. I was just, just disputing the idea that, like... I just worry that they... I don't want them to matter too much. Because if you say, well, Reaper's disqualified because his t- team hit their expectations, I'm like, I, I feel like that's weighing it too much. Well, I feel like what else do you have to go on then? Because to be honest, this award is probably the biggest fucking black box of an award you could ever have in League of Legends. Like, who the fuck knows? I mean, if TL what? went undefeated all split, I think we'd be having their coach in conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you don't know if he did anything or if they actually just have the literal best player at every position, arguably, right? Like, fuck, you could coach that team to playoffs, Travis. You know, not, you know? A bad, not a bad idea. I've been looking for a new content idea for next split. And maybe right, the so content the only... is Travis becomes TL's coach, and then we just document it every week. Basically, the only thing you have for this entire award is how well did the team do relative to expectations. I mean, like, I don't even know what else. Like, drafts as well. I think drafts are very important, but that's hard to, to quantitatively say. Did you vote for Tony, though? Yeah, for yes, Tony number one. Oh, okay. For some Tony. reason, I thought that you pit Reaper number Did you pit Reaper at all in your top three? He was my third. And okay. he was your second. I can put the list. Inver- in. Invert was my second. In the, if you want to look at all the people's votes, I put in the topics. So, like, uh, it's at the end of the day, it's about, like, for me, contextualizing those uh, expectations properly. Like, just because everyone put FlyQuest 7th and then they got 4th and made semis, it doesn't mean that, like, we were right and then Invert took this 7th place team and raised them to 4th. You know, like, much more likely... We all undervalued the fact that they were like a fifth, sixth place team last year and made an upgrade in the mid lane and Viper turned out better than anyone thought. You know, like our expectations were wrong for this team. I don't think, you know, they definitely overperformed or outperformed even if you were a little optimistic because no one would have put them uh, fourth. But like, you know, it's not like they were a seventh place team that got dragged up to, to, to that. Similarly for TSM, like, yeah, they were bad last year and they made some roster moves bad in air quotes but like who knows maybe they had a shitty coaching staff last split and and tony helped turn it around but like they underperformed last year and now it's it's the proper expectation how much credit does he get for that you know if tl didn't go on that three game slump at the end how how much of that is on the coaching staff for me i always look for improvement over the course of a split and to end on a slide is a big problem for a regular season award for me um so like you have to weigh all those things and it's tough because at the end of the day, you're not in any of the rooms to be like, that guy's a great coach. Yeah. And that is why Reaper 
wins? <laughs> well, because he's I think, I think he wins because they made semifinals of Worlds last year. <laughs> and they still got second after losing Jensen. That's why I think he won. I put him third. Like, I don't think it's that crazy. I just thought Tony did super well. I actually love Tony's It's really drafted. hard not to say Tony after this past weekend. This is the problem. Because I know That's... playoffs aren't supposed to matter, but you watch that game and then you're like, or you watch that series and you're like, yeah, zip. But, ball. like, if, if you go back and, and look at his drafts in the last four weeks of the regular season, they were actually so good. They would, like, get these really cohesive comps that would like have really strong bot lanes and a carry top lane, but without like over indexing into like carry and like not having enough tanky front lines or like utility in their team comps. Like they did a really good job drafting balanced. And obviously, like I just said before, players play a big part in that too. But like the fact that they had a huge improvement, I care a lot about improvement when I'm voting about coaches. I care about drafts. I thought their drafts were great. I think, uh, you know, based off the team's expectations or whatever, they basically hit them. Probably over uh, performed a little bit just based off quality of play. So that's why I put them number one. But like, like I said, at the end of the day, you're there's zero objectivity in this this vote. Unlike at least some other things that have. Well, yeah, he has better DPM or better CSD yeah. type stuff. You know, Razzleplasm says coach of the split vote should be done by the players. You just can't vote for your own coach. I. I get. That's I the disagree. same problem, though, isn't it? I don't is, think is, that. I mean, the players troll a lot on this stuff, and they also don't, as Marcus pointed out in the past, like watch all the other games, and I don't know. And well, and they don't have necessarily any more insight than we do. Like we interview coaches, we are able to listen in on their comms, which no team can listen on the other team's comms. So like, you can hear why someone missed a ban or something like that. We don't use so these you know publicly often, but like Quest missed a ban. Yeah, I think, you know, players are... I trust players a lot in terms of, like, game knowledge and things like that. Um, but, like, if you're not on the team, like, how much does DeMonte really know about what Kane did, yeah. for example, or whatever? I don't know. I would... Honestly, I would say have the coaches vote for each other more than I would have the players vote for the coaches. But That's in true. either situation, I, I would be interested in that. Because I think coaches know each other way more and like have the mind game thing and all that stuff. I mean, just because the awards your just died. I think my battery died. I'll swap over. <laughs> just plug I, it in. I can't do that. I don't have a plug. Colin, I don't think the the solution is get rid of the award either because it's not like it's hurting anyone. No, I think it's, it's fine. Niche. And I think these conversations are important and inspires fun. conversations like this. Yeah, I think, like, at the end of the day, I like arguing. Just because we're arguing about if the right person won the award doesn't make me wish we didn't have it. Yeah. Colin, anything you want to say um, whenever we say goodbye to you just now? Um, I don't know. I enjoy the show. I don't watch it live, but I watch the um, on YouTube. Well, so. you're watching it live right now. I, I guess so. No, he doesn't have the stream up. <laughs> he's just going to leave. He just <laughs> called in. He's like, no, no, I'm watching this on YouTube later. It's like, I'm fundamentally opposed to Twitch. Uh, uh, Colin. Yep. So. Thank you. Well, yep. Thanks for having me. Have a good one. Big agree on most improved player. I love that. It, and it doesn't even have to be improved. I like, well, improved is good too, but like comeback player of the year, I think is really good too. Like that would have been sick to give to Froggen, who absolutely deserved it, you know? Yeah. I think there's a lot really? more Really? You think him over Acadian? 
he, Acadian would get most improved. Oh, okay. I'd probably give comeback to, to Froggen. But I don't uh, know. But I mean, I mean either way, that would, those would be fun conversations to have. Yeah. All right. We've got three more callers. Let's roll. A couple of shout outs to some people. I saw Marcy from Alienware sub. Thank you, Marcy. Uh, M. Pengu. I just sub when I hear you're coming to uh, St. Louis. Hashtag thank you, Alienware. Hey, thank you. Arm Roseland. Prime. Full Metal Samurai for five months. Foxy Loxy for three. Tumster. I think I already said Tumster. Search 2009. Pretty sure I said that too. Exigen Chan. Project Cream Pie for 13 months in a row. And Steve the Sloth for two. We've got the biggest cow in chat right now. Hello, biggest cow. You are in the call right now. You, did you sub or were you on the show previously? I was on the show last week. That's right. Okay. Uh, where are you calling from? Remind me. Uh, New Jersey. New Jersey. That's right. Well, what do you want to talk about this week? Uh, I think Broken Blade is insanely underrated. And uh, Mark also said last week, if he... Day one through Broken Blade, he would make a video confessing his love to Broken Blade. I don't think they completely won through him, but he was definitely a huge factor of it. Yeah. Oh, Mark, you're muted. Oops. Did you check my Twitter today? I did not. He tweeted. I a made video. a video. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll have to check that out. Though it's um, important to say that he he agrees with you uh, that they did not win through. Upland. Well, so yeah, I think. Because that video was pretty troll, I wanted to have a caller at least where I could give like my, my real thoughts because that was obviously like not a coherent discussion or anything like that. Um, one, on the topic of Broken Blade being underrated, agree. I've probably underrated him the course of this split. They lost a lot of 2v2s in the regular season, but they've been killing it for a long time now, so those aren't probably that relevant anymore. Uh, second, I still don't think they really played like they did in the regular season in this series. Um, and there were some comments on the subreddit that spawned like a, a topic about the video I made about like they still went top and like winning through topside doesn't mean like you know they never go top or they never gank or that he's not playing carries. Like you can not win through top and still be playing carries and still get a gank or two. Um, it's just about like how many resources and how heavily they play around it. And that guy ends up being the reason they won. Like carrying through top would be like the his Jacks game against Team Liquid in the regular season, where like that guy's the reason they won, right? Um, and I, I went back and I looked at all the games to make sure like I still kind of feel that way, and it wasn't just a meme video I made. But like game one, they almost never go top. Game two, they had Kennan into GP, and in the first like five minutes, he went top once or twice to like get vision with his first clear and like put wards behind and like hovered behind him on a pushing wave to protect him to make sure the wave got in the turret. Those weren't really playing through top or carrying through top. Those were also the two games they lost. Game three they won was the closest I think to playing how they played in the regular season where he's on Jace for SGP. Uh, they try and get vision top. They get a 2v2 kill. They drop the Rift Herald. They're invading top lane all the time. And eventually they stop splitting. He starts grouping and they actually start splitting Bjergsen. Uh, and then they were losing that game uh, after T, uh, C9 got the Baron because they stalled out from their topside lead until Bjerg started taking over and Smoothie and all them were really good. So, like, that was probably the closest one. 
game four, they did go and kill Licorice twice, but that was after he camped mid and shut down the Zed, and so he didn't go top at all until they already won mid, which was the important thing to do. So I didn't really consider that coming through top. That was the Cho'Gath game. And then game five, and never went top again. So, like, after that long preamble, what's the point? Broken Blade played super fucking good in the series. It's not like they ignored him. I'm not saying they ignored him. They still went top a couple times, but it wasn't like he's the guy we're going to. He's the one carrying the games. You know, it was a, a big team effort. A lot of it was draft. Like I said, uh, Bjergsen had a pop-off game. Um, so I don't think they won through Broken Blade by any means, but I also think Broken Blade played super good and deserves a lot of credit um, for that. And, like, in no way was he a liability in it against in the series where I thought Licorice would be over outperforming in the games, and I don't think Licorice outperformed Broken Blade. So, like, that's still, I think, good praise for Broken Blade. Hopefully people can appreciate that. I still stand by that, like, they didn't carry through him, but, like, they don't fucking need to because their team's really good. I and feel like my- he outperformed Licorice, honestly. I, yeah, I, I, like I just, I, in uh, game five, like the fact that Licorice picked uh, Orn into his Vladimir, I feel like that's pretty disrespectful. Well, he picked Orn blind, and they picked Vlad into it. They oh, yeah. tried to ban out. They tried to ban out frontline mages because they banned Kennen and stuff, but then they left Vlad up. So I, I don't know. I thought I thought the draft was really weak from C9 and really great from TSM in the last two games. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they, like they. I don't know. I thought like, I thought Broken Blade played great. I played real, real good. Not enough, Mark. TSM fans everywhere demand more. You're not getting that apology. Broken video, Blade <laughs> is the best top lighter that's ever competed in NALCS. There's some people going the other way, which is like Licorice is overrated. It's like, all right, Broken Blade played better than a series form than a series. Like, it doesn't make someone overrated. Great players lose series all the time because they're always in important series. I don't know. That sounds like an overreaction when people start saying broke, like licorice isn't super good anymore. But other than that, you know, I think uh, TSM was the better team on the day, as they say. Biggest cow. Any final thoughts? Uh, subscribe to Travis. He's a great guy. Hey, did thank I, you. Did I, did I, uh, did I, do you think I would have appeased fans of Broken Blade with that? Oh yeah, because I feel like I feel like a lot of people honestly just get stuck on Broken Blade's like micro movements sometimes that like just have people scratching their heads. Mm-hmm. But he's been uh, doing that less, and you can just see he's been like steadily improving. Like, I feel like he was like a uh, licorice, like how licorice started out. But like I've, I just see a lot in Broken Blade, and I can see him just being ridiculously good in the future. Steve chimed in in chat saying, I think Broken Blade shows a positive team-oriented mentality and he exudes it naturally. Yada, 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 behind-the-scenes team-type talk. And that's actually true. He's he's super funny and super talkative because um, we get to listen on those comms, like I said. So he's a, a really uplifting, positive guy. So he's not just a... In, <laughs> not Twitch chat's running with it. I, well, I copy-pasted it because when I first read it, I was like, is Steve using a copy-pasta in chat? The way it's structured is so... Copy it's kind of like one S. of those, yeah, 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 yeah. like I'll double lift the magic, you know, or the yeah. uh, the hyphen. I put my money on his ability to get that team to rally when yes. needed. If that, that feels like killed. the copy yes. pasta, yeah. Yes, Steve just created a copy pasta. Yeah, Steve, I hope you can make it to Hotline League Live on Friday. Would love to see you. I'm sure there's nothing more important to do. 
you know, he's hanging out. Okay. Uh, Biggest Cal, thank you so much for the call. Thank you. Have a good night. Have a good one. Twitch chat just losing it now. All right. We got three more callers to go. Uh, we may actually have a full episode this week. I don't know. Uh, Frizzwiz29, or no, sorry, Frizzwiz19, thank you for the Prime, and H2 Ombre, thank you for the five months. You guys are helping me rebuild. They're, my highest I've ever had in terms of subs was 1,800. I was below 500 today. It's been tough. Dragon Mancers has joined the show. Dragon Mancers, uh, you've been on before. Yes, I have. Where are you calling from? Dallas. Dallas, that's right. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? I want to talk about FlyQuest and how they've completely changed their image in the community. And specifically how they're one of the more popular teams uh, in the league now. Are they? Okay. I, I definitely agree that they've changed their image. I don't think that they are one of the more popular teams. When you I, say popular, do you mean like there's not many people who don't like them or like the general like feeling of the team think, is positive or you mean like quantity of uh, yeah quantity of fans i think they don't have many as many main fans as like the top three tsm tlc9 right now but there's very rarely people that seem to dislike them through the reddit like and all the pre-match threads and the post-match threads that i've seen about everyone's like yeah i'm rooting for this this team but you know if FlyQuest beats us you know i'm i'm cool with that they, they're sweet yeah, I think both, I mean, we don't have to talk about them too much, but I just bring it up. I think Golden Guardians and FlyQuest both did a really good job of uh, changing the image that people had of them over the course of this split, uh, both in terms of like the content and stuff they were doing um, and like general marketing and fan engagement stuff, but also just in terms of, uh, you know, people people like to see them succeed and like their player base or their players on their team. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, I think... They have a bunch of guys as a team that's hard to dislike. Uh, they try, I think, more than other f teams to have a fan base. I don't think they've been necessarily like super successful, but like they're always out there for tailgating stuff. Yep. When a lot of fans don't try and do that, they're putting out content. Maybe it's not the most best received content, but like they're trying well, more than different. a lot of other teams. Like that's yeah, one that thing too. I will credit uh, both Golden Guardians and FlyQuest for is that they both try to do different content this. You're, they aren't like, you know, hangouts or, you know, it's not like the documentary stuff. It's, it's like vlogs or it's, you know, just fun content. Yeah. So I, I kind of agree with the caller, maybe not in terms of quantity, but I don't know if there's anyone who dislikes them. Yeah. I think they used to be, I mean, we used to make fun of them a ton on this show. It's team Snickers. Yeah. And we haven't called them teams. Well, we haven't had well, Kelby on. Kelby's not been around, but I mean, they yeah. also aren't sponsored by Snickers anymore, so that helped out a ton, I think. Oh. Um, so dropping Team Snickers was the best thing they could have done because yeah, now exactly. Kelby can't call Team Snickers. Yeah. I don't know They're if they have any sponsors right now, though. So they, they lost their one sponsor. <laughs> they must have sponsors. Hold on. I am going to their site. I mean, they don't have I'm it on going, their banner. I'm going to the FlyQuest. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, their jerseys don't have anything on them. Their banner is just yellow, or is my internet lagging? Uh, no, it's your internet's lagging. I don't oh, think there it goes. I don't, I don't think. I don't think they have a sponsor. So they lost their sponsor, but they, they gained some fans. I mean, there's nothing there on their website. Let me watch a, a pre-roll for one of their YouTube videos. 
LCS has more sponsors than this team. Is them making fun of us, but that was a meme video. Uh, Steve says they have no sponsors. <laughs> All right, you well... Just said, guys, they have no sponsors. Disappointing. Says, my, my dog has, my more, dog has more sponsors, says Steve. <laughs> Giova? Who sponsors Giova? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Giova had like a... I love well, that idea, because I, I just... Okay, does... People don't know this, but um, in the past, TL and Twitch announced a sales partnership where Twitch handles the sales for uh, TL. I wonder if Giova is underneath that. Does does the Twitch sales team have to go sell Steve's dog to? It's like a it's a bundle. If yeah. you sponsor TL, you have to sponsor Giova. All right. Well, they can do some more work with the the other people uh, sponsors, but their fans doing better yeah yeah it's really great to see that they've turned around so much where like we used to meme them especially when they got into franchising where everyone was like oh they're gonna be more fan base now uh-huh right but now they've actually really turned that around into focusing on their players and making them a lot more accessible through their content and mm -hmm. how that's that's made everyone you know accept that team more yeah i know i agree uh, I agree. I mean, I think it also helped that they picked up Poe Belter. Eugene has a lot of, not like hardcore fans, but I think people really like Poe Belter, and he's been on a lot of popular teams. So I think that also helped out, like joining up with Wild Turtle. And the Santorin story has been really good as well. So I think I think FlyQuest, yeah, I, honestly, credit where it's due. In the past, we've made fun of FlyQuest a ton, uh, but I think they did really well uh, this year, and, or so far, and I, I've been happy to see them commit. I no, yeah, so I, more, they, uh, I no longer so I would kick them out. <laughs> the ultimate compliment. Yeah. It's nice to see more options for content for teams, except for like just a documentary series for the team. Yep. Uh, I agree. Although I don't know if you saw Team Liquid's uh, April Fool's video. It made me really... That was pretty great. I was so uncomfortable watching it. I was like, ugh. ugh. Why are you uncomfortable? Wait, it's am I very, the wrong it's, thing? It's very, uh, yeah, I'm sure you saw it. It was like the... It was uh, the Twitter one, right? The hype crazy one. Yeah, why are you uncomfortable watching that? I mean, it's just, I mean, the way... I don't know. It's. I'll tell you later. I wasn't saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's intense and overwhelming and like, whoa. I think it's the perfect April Fool's video. All right, well... I am I being honest. Steve say. says, just be honest. I am honest. I like the video. I just thought you, it was You it said, was you tell me later. What What was, you know, tell me now. Oh, there's one thing I'll tell saying. you later, but it's not really related to the video. It's a conversation oh, okay. I had with somebody. <clears throat> that the rest of you don't get to find out. Uh, Dragon Mansters, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to say? Um, none. That's it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Have a good one. You too. I think I'm the top comment on that YouTube video, by the way, Mark. And it, my comment was, this made me uncomfortable. <laughs> so I didn't just come up with this. That was my immediate reaction. Um, <laughs> Mark already left the channel to go to a different one. Um, uh, did anybody sub? Twizna and Shorn007. Thank you for the subs. I think I already said Twizna, but that's okay. Uh, if you would like to sub, you can do that. And it's very helpful. Pabiling, P 
Pebbling? Pebbling? You've been on the show before. Pebbling. I always forget how to say this. It's it's Pebbling. Pebbling, that's right. Pebbling, where are you calling from? I am calling from Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. Well, are you going to finals? Uh, I'm debating it because St. Louis, I think, is like five hours from here. Do you have so. tickets? I don't, but StubHub is selling them for not too pricey. Okay. So we'll see. Well, I don't know the next time it's going to be in your area, so... You should. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't think it's been around here since Chicago, really. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you want to talk about? So even with Steve and Chat here, I'm gonna throw a little shade. Um, I had come on the show last year to talk about Teal's issues stemming from the fact that they can really only play through bot side, which seemed to kind of be an issue going into Worlds and and onwards. And I honestly feel like this is still kind of an issue this year as well. Even with Core JJ and Jensen joining the team, they still tend to play through bottom most games. Um, you know, this is kind of evidenced by the fact that Impacts had the lowest jungle proximity of any top laner in the league. And I feel like the only reason they were able to be so dominant early on in the split is they were able to continue to play this play style but they have better laners than Jensen and Core JJ, so they're able to cover up for that weakness more. So I just feel like, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, I feel like that's still a problem. Like, most games, Xmithy hovers bot. Um, and, you know, he does tend to focus a little bit more on Jensen than I think he did on Poe Belter last year. But I feel like if bot lane doesn't get ahead, they just don't really have a chance at winning. I feel like the two TSM games kind of played into that. Almost because Acadian plays towards top side a lot more. I think he had, I think he had the highest jungle proximity out of any jungler in the lead or uh, in the league with Broken Blade and Acadian. So well, I just okay. What a couple I, I of things? One, Steve said, "Can I call in?" Steve, we've got one more call and we're wrapping it up. <laughs> Come to the show on I Friday. I don't even know if this guy is. I don't even know if this guy's here though. I, I've asked him a couple times and he hasn't responded. Okay, well, whatever. Come, come to. I want to save Steve for Friday because he can come on the show live, sponsored by Alienware. He can be Alienware. I mean, branded. He, he could always do both. No, <laughs> don't do that. Whenever any owner or celebrity comes into the Twitch chat and says, "Can I call in?" They lose their shit. The answer is get, always yes. They get really bitter if if I don't let the person on. We're wrapping we up the show. We should always let them on. What? This is how this is how you get the the clips on the Twitches and the Reddits and the YouTubes. <laughs> one time I didn't let one of them on and boy was that dramatic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should do that more. We have to snub them when we say no. Dear god. No, just uh, let Steve come on the show on Friday. Um, In response to Steve's Twitch chat, I will I will say this. I do think that they looked a lot better um, against FlyQuest this last weekend in terms of playing more towards impact and towards. But I the like only concern I have about that is I feel like Broken Blade is arguably a little bit better than Viper, at least how he looked against Licorice in the Cloud Nine game, and Bjergsen is definitely better than Put Belter. Yeah. So, All right. So, Steve, Steve so says, wanna, that's okay. I'll come on Friday. Tell this guy he's delusional. I'll drop some knowledge <laughs> at for him. No cost. All right. Uh, anyway. So, I don't want to focus too much on the TSM matchup because we're saving a lot of that stuff for Friday. So, regardless of Broken Blade versus Impact, whatever. Uh, but more on the topic of they're the same team, essentially, or they have the same problems as last year. I don't really agree. Um, I think. One impact in the regular season. He does this like every year, you know, like oh, there's impact in the regular season. Can't play carries. 
And then playoff comes around, he's smashing kids on Gnar and Kennen and whatever, like Jason stuff. And it happened again this time where, like, he plays in the Viper and he plays Victor, Jason, uh, GP, right? Like, three carry games. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and plays really well all three games. Jensen has a pop-off Zoe game. Like, I think they definitely were struggling. And based off what we heard about scrims, they, they were struggling even heading into playoffs. But I think you just saw how fucking good they are as individual players like even if they're not adding up to more of the sum of their parts in north america like their parts are so goddamn good and oh, whether no. or not like I'm, I'm not talking about like i don't think they're they're a bad team and i don't think they have bad players like per se i think like this year especially like core jj obviously was the best support in na and and double lift was the best 80 carry in na like i i think right. that they've all looked phenomenal like i and i think as you said like impacts looked a lot better I just I feel like during the regular season, like they still kind of played that same play style, and yeah, I know it doesn't matter what you know whatever happens in the finals or happens in playoffs is what really matters in the end. And as long as you have a good record during the year, like who cares if you're playing the same play style? But I feel like I don't know, like a team like Cloud Nine or TSM that has played through multiple different lanes and has played through those more, you know, I, I guess like diverse team comps or play styles may fare better against TL just because of that. But again, you guys want to save that for next week. So that's okay. Right. Well, so we, uh, yeah, we'll try and avoid the specifics of it, but generally speaking, you know, it's not a bad thing to be, I mean, it's not like ideal, but it's not necessarily like a damning sentence to be one dimensional as a team. Like RNG at times has been one dimensional when they have Uzi and it's like, well, duh, you're playing around Uzi and they've done very well. Uh, doing something like that and, and a number of top teams have been one-dimensional at points in different regions all over the world and like what's important is like when you take that one-dimensional team and you put them up against other world-class or super good teams even in their own region that like if you are going to play that one play style the rest of the team doesn't fall apart and the cracks don't start showing up. So, like, that was the problem, or one of the problems. There were a couple problems <laughs> at Worlds <laughs> last year. But, like, yeah. one of the problems was, okay, we're a bot lane-focused team, but our mid laner's getting slammed. And so, like, you know, even if they keep the same play style, will Jensen get slammed come MSI and all these other things? If the answer is no, well, then guess what? Even if they didn't fix some of the problems of being one-dimensional, they fixed a skill problem, and that allows them to be one-dimensional better. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think if they go to MSI, they'll they'll be better than and they'll do better than they did last year, just based off the fact, as you were saying, like Jensen is obviously better than Poe Belter and Core JJ is better than mm -hmm. you know Ole or the blow up that they had at the previous MSI with everything that went on with that. So like, yeah, you don't I expect Core JJ to bench himself if they make it. <laughs> no, a rite I, of passage. I, I... <laughs> Um, so I definitely do think like they'll they'll do better at MSI. I guess I'm just more concerned. Like I feel like Europe's looked really really good this year, um, and I feel like Korea even too. Like SKT and uh, I don't Griffin. I don't know what. Yeah, Griffin have looked all like, of them look pretty good. Yeah, they've all looked really really good. So I guess I'm just more concerned. Well, in terms I'm of... really concerned because a year where Europe is starting to look good and Korea might be really good. That's that's foreign territory for North America. I can't. I don't know how we'll be able to navigate that. <laughs> I don't right, know, dude. Right. Do you think we might go to world like MSI and not get out of groups again yeah, or something? Yeah, that would be tough. That'd be <laughs> unprecedented. Yeah. yeah. 
So, uh, I, to to your point though, like we'll see. Unfortunately, this call is a little premature because it they haven't really been tested in a best of five yet. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hoping and I believe, I would like to believe the problems have been fixed. Yeah, no, I mean, I I okay. I hope so too. I think they have the pieces for it for sure. Like if if they do figure out how to work better together and you know pl they seem to have you know with this past you know best of five we'll see how they do in the finals but i just feel like if they can get that together they'll look really really i just feel like in the regular season they seem to play that play style a lot and that's more of what i was commenting towards well smoothie parth yep. and zix are all watching the show right now according to the twitch chat user list so you're maybe giving them some tips for how they can try to dismantle you know CL what's funny this weekend. When Tony was on CLG, he would come in during the show and type a bunch of shit and meme it up with us. And ever since he joined TSM, I haven't seen him memeing it up. That's Put true. the muzzle on him. It's because yeah, it's I miss I miss that uh, I miss that season one Reggie memes too. Yeah. Why isn't Reginald in here memeing all the time? On the other hand, whenever Tony was on CLG, the team wasn't doing too well. So maybe, now he's on TSM, <laughs> they're doing a lot better. So maybe this is the change he needed to make. You know. This this is what enabled them to to win yeah. against United. If he was watching us, we would have dumbed him down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Would be taking my delusional advice there. Yeah. Uh, uh, pebbling, 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 Patrick, whatever. Yeah. Thank matter. you so much for the call. Anything you want to say here at the end? Um, I just am excited to you know for the finals this next weekend i think it's going to be awesome honestly i think it's probably the best two teams we could have gotten so i i think it's going to i'm worried it's going to be a roll one way or the other yeah i mean yeah i could definitely see it that way too i i hope it's it's you know it's pretty competitive and i i think it might be but it definitely could be a roll too so well hey thanks so much for the call uh keep holding it down and we'll talk to you the next time you call in yeah Thanks for uh, having me on. Have a good one. You know what I? You know what I really miss, Travis. Hmm. Speaking of old, old things and coaches and memes, I miss when Parth and Loco worked together, and, and Loco would tweet all these weird, sort of anime meme things with Parth. Oh yeah. I don't know. If... Well, didn't I think Lustboy did that too for for a while when Peter was on the team? Everyone would take random pictures of Parth and then tweet them out without any context, and it would just be like his face all blurred like as he's moving up the stairs or something none of them yeah. are flattering but there was just like a a culture of parth photo pictures and yeah steve yeah, says i, I miss when mark coached our team do you steve because i feel like you've you've upgraded yeah this is a uh, definitely some rose tinted glasses i yeah. feel like the team's doing a little better <laughs> yeah None of them are flattering, Parth. I stand by that. <laughs> do, you, do, you want, do you want to go see if uh, our friend in the waiting room is... We'll see if he's alive, but I don't know. He had one more caller, but it might be it. Uh, Sang it up. Thank you, the Prime. And Brandon as fuck. I believe is Brandon ASF has gifted a sub to Smoothie. So congratulations, Smoothie. Uh, I see some other celebrities here if anybody wants to gift subs to them. I don't know if Parth is a sub. He might want to be a sub. I think it's a big part uh, of that. Uh, Parth is in the chat right now being toxic. Last week, Parth asked for mod. He wanted to be a mod on this channel. I gave him mod, and then he comes back and just uh, uses it against me. It's very rude. Wait, who? 
He he banned you from your no, own chat. No, no, no. Parth is being toxic after I gave him mod. Um, what did he do? That's toxic, though. Uh, he was he was making fun of my physical appearance. It's very rude. Uh, Were you not doing the same when you said no pictures of him are flattering? Uh, no, I would never say that. Um, no, they were none of the pictures were taken in a flattering way. You could take a picture of the most beautiful person on the planet, and it, it could be not flattering if you didn't do a very good job. I'm going to just spend this entire call scrolling down through Loco's Twitter pictures. Till not, I find oh, there's going to be a ones. lot of pictures that you... I know. I'm, I'm just holding page down. All right, yeah. let's go. Well, really quickly, Brunar sent a thousand bits. Thank you for that. Uh, Black Gator is here. Black Gator, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Dortmund uh, in Germany. You're calling from Germany? Yes. A second German caller? Yeah, that happens. You've been on, that, yeah, that happens. Well, evidently it does. Uh, you've been on the show before, I believe. What a great answer. No, um, I didn't. Uh, I wasn't on the show, but uh, at MSI and you interviewed. You can remember. I was that black guy. Maybe you remember. Oh yes, you came up to me and you were talking to me at the uh, EU LCS studio. Yeah, yeah, that was me. Yes, I remember. Hey, good, good to ch uh, chat with you again. What did you want to yeah. talk about? I wanted to talk about the TSM development. Um, um and um, my 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 takeaway is like i'm really impressed on like how they try to um get better over the season and how rough their season started in terms of like um top lane and um so they they try to implement like the 2v2 um focus on like the top lane jungle synergy a lot uh, which went bad in the early season but uh, over the course of the split, you could see that they did improvements, which helped them, uh, I think, in the C9 series, uh, especially in game three, I think, I believe. And I think um, we need to really credit them for that. And yeah, hope they do well in the finals. Mark, I had to turn up the volume, so don't, don't yell. Huh? Oh, that was what I was hoping to avoid. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. What's your take? Mark, and maybe you, if you want to reiterate it, I was, mess I was messing with his volume. I was scrolling down through Loco's timeline. It actually stops at 2017, so I don't know where what what he did, but he nuked his Twitter or something. Okay. Well, uh, um, but I think TSM, I have a, I wonder if I, I should leak this screenshot of Tony reaching out to me uh, in the middle of the season was like, what do you think of our, our team or something like that? just was asking for like thoughts and i said i think you guys have really talented players are approaching the game with the right overall mindset this is the most active tsm has looked in over two years mid late looks like a struggle this was in february middle of february i assume that's the three new player sim symptoms and not something worse i don't know what to think of broken blade he seems good but very inconsistent i know smoothie can sometimes be too vocal i'm not sure anyone can beat tl in the best of five this split but i can see you guys making finals if everything shakes up uh, and then at the time, I put them at fourth, fifth behind C9 and FlyQuest because this was like before they went on their Swift Wrath right. campaign. So uh, I was saying I actually am pretty optimistic in them. And then I said the pessimistic answer would be that Broken Blade stays really inconsistent and the mid and late game problems are a deeper rooted problem. And they're always going to be skipping steps in macro. So based off that, I would say they did exactly what I was hoping they would do, where I was saying like, if they fix their mid-late game problems and their players get a little more consistent, they'll potentially make finals. And they did. They're still a little inconsistent. Like, I'm still scared about Acadian 
having a slow start in a giant arena and what happens to him there. But like other than that, you know, like they've they've improved uh, exactly how you would want. I think it's like pretty cool to see that um, in the um, older iterations of PSM, where like the ward meme bot, uh, you, you know what I'm talking about, like Solskarian, um Centaurian, where the junglers came, had really uh, individual good performances, and then were turned. <coughs> I'm sorry. You're good. Were, were turned into like war bots. Uh, didn't happen. And I think also what's happened in this iteration of TSM is like they, the players, especially like the sidelines, um, Bjergsen and um, Broken Blade, uh, played um, around their jungler more than I did um, before, like Hansa. Um, and Bjergsen last year, they didn't really play around Akkadian or like empowered uh, the jungler to do what he wants to do. And he was rather than like, yeah, gank my lane, protect my lane. And I think that's a really big thing going for them. And um, yeah, this is like a really, I think it's not a good comparison, but I listened to an interview where SKT Clit, um, especially uh, gave shout out to Faker, for like changing his playstyle because he said that if Faker didn't change his playstyle uh, for this year, he would have not been successful. Um, and that's really a thing that I feel is good that um, finally NA uh, is getting to like playing around your jungle and not using your jungle as a anymore. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, TSM didn't always use every jungler as a ward. You need to remember that most of them actually started their first split aggressively. Like, Sven was actually really aggressive initially. Amazing was aggressive initially. Santorin was pretty aggressive initially. And then over time, Bjergsen warped them and changed them to make them ward bots. So give Akadi another split or two. I'm sure it'll happen again. Okay. Um, <laughs> like, the, like, I don't think that... Yeah, I, I, I guess time will... But that was like basically um, what I wanted to talk about, and yeah. No, I appreciate. It. I think it's a good, it's a good topic. Yeah, sorry, I like that strong. we had somebody call in and talk about like the TL stuff, and somebody call in and talk about the TSM stuff, just in terms of their roster and kind of like the the meta game of their roster. <clears throat> I think it's a good, good conversation. Um, yeah, I think uh, I, I stand by what I said before. This is the most aggressive TSM has looked in a really long time since like basically 2016 summer. So yeah. that's the reason to get excited for TSM fans. Yeah. Okay. Thanks so much for calling in, Black Gator. Yeah. Thank you. Um, always love to see your content. Um, hopefully, you will be a long time here for us, and I uh, hope you have a great day. Yeah. Thank Bye. you so much. All right. You too. Have a good one. All right, uh, I think that wraps up the show. Thank you to Brunar for 900 bits and Steve for 1100. It looks like they're they're battling for first place right now, which I appreciate. Um, Damn, Steve's <laughs> gonna lose in the bit donation war. Wait, I don't. It's all, all the money running out. What's going on, Steve? <laughs> leave this poor man alone. <laughs> I just, uh, I'm getting, I'm getting dinner with him tomorrow if he doesn't cancel on me. So. Uh, I'll I'll just use the money to pay for that. Um, either way, Mark, you yeah. want you want to say anything here at the end of the show? Uh, no. Thanks uh, for watching, everybody. Even though it was only a two-man show, uh, we don't have any guest plan for this Friday, right? It's so not like one of. I'll follow up with you. There should be special guests. 
Okay. We, we, basically, we've invited like everyone, and I don't expect all of them to show up, but I think a lot of them will, to the extent that I almost worry we will have too many people. Because I think you'll be able to drag some people over from the dive. Hopefully, uh, the owners I... are in town for a meeting. Some of them said they might show up. Uh, I invited some of the players that are coming, but not going, but not competing. I think we'll have a good lineup of people for the show. Even time. if it turns into a thing where we can't take quite as many calls, and we have like. I like three people up there sharing a mic or some shit. Like, I think that would still be fun. Yeah, I think no, I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be good. Um, I'm looking forward to it. So again, if you tune in late, we're doing a live uh, show on Friday from St. Louis. Do exclamation mark finals in the chat if you want to link to it. Um, and hopefully, we get to see a ton of you there. Um, Mark is sinking. Steve and Bruno are still having their bit war. So yeah, now... Steve went over the top and tried to like do the thing where like you overbid. You yeah, don't yeah. just beat him by a little bit. You he overbid by like twelve hundred bits, and Brunar answered back with two hundred more. So yeah, it's going down. What? Why is Broden here? Steve just sent five thousand bits. <laughs> He's get off me. Yeah. Broden Broden has joined the show. Broden, what are you doing? I, I need to take away your. Admin yeah, we gotta take away Broden's admin. He fucking fell into this room earlier too. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why are, are you, you here? here? I'm here to be your third guest and make this whole show a lie. I, for, I forgot. We need to talk because uh, we need to have you film a video about the Area 51M. Uh, player, your... player 3 box was supposed to be broken this whole time, but he was out <laughs> being a fucking scumbag and shows up an hour and a half late to the show. Yes, exactly. Bruno, <laughs> Steve Steve officially won the bidding war. Steve said 5,000 bitch, which thank you so much, Steve. Brunar said 1,000 and said, I can't keep up. So <laughs> he just... I, I wonder if this is what off-season is like, by the way, for Steve. <laughs> this is the contract negotiations. <laughs> Jensen, Jensen, look look here, buddy. <laughs> Listen, buddy. Like, CLG's like, um, okay, hey, we got some more money. Steve's like, you got more money than this? <laughs> She's overpaying by 5,000, 50,000. CLG <laughs> Twitter, welcome power of evil to CLG. Uh, <laughs> uh what are you doing, Broden? I've been watching your show. What? You should be working on the Tokyo On blog. my D&D show. That's what you should be working on. Oh, God. Now you both have things to tell me to work on. Yeah. Do you do you find... Do, how often is Broden late to deliver stuff for you? Because I feel like he's been sacrificing my stuff for your show. He's, he's, a, he's a big fan of giving me my first look at the cut one hour before I'm supposed to upload it. Yes, 100%. <laughs> With but no thumbnail you, or social clip ready to go. Yeah, yeah. he never gives Just me like... thumbnails. And he, I'll say, Broden, I need this. We were supposed to release the video last Wednesday. And I'll say, Broden, I need this. He's like, yeah, I'm going to get it. It'll be Tuesday. He's like, I'm getting it to you tonight. I'm like, cool, because like, I don't want this to be a thing where it's like 3 o'clock on a Wednesday and I still don't have it and we, we don't, it doesn't go up. So to be fair to Broden, he it usually wins, does. To be clear. He does give me the file in time to upload. Mm. Uh, it's just very frequently. Okay. Like I just have to have blind faith that the file he's giving me is yes. good. He, he <laughs> and usually I gives it to me one hour late, and then it's too late. Uh, that's happened a couple times. Yeah, that's the Broden. Yeah, yeah, it's the Broden special. But he clearly he has a lot of free time on his hands because he control our show. No, I'm yeah. doing my taxes while I was watching your show. 
You don't need to do taxes. Go make these videos. <laughs> exactly. File an extension and get these done. You're not going to be able to pay your taxes next year if you don't do these videos. You know, think about it that yeah. way. I mean, I don't want to get audited, so. All right. I'll make sure I do them right. Whatever. All right. Uh, we'll try this show is done. Steve's leaving, so that means I'm leaving because party's over. Money is dried up. Bro, <laughs> what do you want? What do you want to plug? What do I want to plug? Yeah. Uh, Why is he gonna plug? Coming out on uh, Friday and uh, new Travis show coming out soon. <laughs> yeah, great, love it. Uh, all right, everyone, this has been Hotline League episode seventy. See you in St. Louis. <laughs>